0: Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hello folks, and welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis, the director for FCA here in Idaho, and our guest today on Heart of the Athlete is uh, the head football coach at Homedale High School, Matt Holtree. Matt, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. I'm grateful for this opportunity.
0: Well, Matt, and I, I, I should also introduce you, too, as the principal, right? Uh, how does that work, you being the principal and the head football coach at, at Homedale High School?
1: It, it, it's kind of one of those things. Um, at first, you know, growing up, my dad was a principal. And so the whole time I'm thinking to myself, I just want to coach and teach, and I'm happy doing that. And I, I ended up getting my first master's degree in, in uh, coaching education. So I thought athletic director, you know, but I always told myself I will never be a principal. And, uh, you know, after doing this for, you know, 10, 11 years, you, you felt that the calling that, you know what, this is what you're supposed to do. And uh, after doing this principal thing for six years, I feel more comfortable and more confident now that it, it, it truly is what I'm supposed to be doing. So uh, the school board, when they when they talked to me about becoming the principal, I told them, I said, hey, I still want to coach football. And uh, they were supportive of that. And I know this is a unique place. Homeville is a special place. You can't do that in very many places. And so to be able to be the principal and the football coach is truly a blessing because I get to feel both my life passions, working with kids, uh, both on and off the field.
0: Wow, wow. And that's, that's, that's you're probably pretty busy. Your, your wife is very, uh, she's probably involved with this as well, isn't she?
1: Absolutely. I'm, I'm blessed. Uh, my wife was a college athlete herself, so she can uh, relate to the, the demands of, of the training of, of being a coach and running a successful program. So I'm blessed from that aspect of, of her background and, and having her support in, along that journey for sure.
0: Um, so you mentioned some years. Now, how long have you been here at Homedale?
1: This is my 13th year um, here in Homedale, 6th uh, as the principal.
0: And did you teach anywhere else before you came to Homedale?
1: Yeah, I spent my first six years uh, teaching math and computers uh, and weights uh, in the Nampa School District. And so I got my feet wet kind of coaching and, and teaching in the Nampa School District for six years and then made my way out to Homedale.
0: Well, and I know that uh, originally, I remember watching you compete as an athlete in the Valley View School District at Valley View High School, and uh, tell us a little bit about that, how you got involved in sports, and uh, how all that started, and then take us to to Valley View High when when I, well, actually, I think I, I remember you younger than that, but anyway, tell us how you first got involved in sports.
1: Well, you know, being the son of a of a teacher and a coach, it, it's kind of natural you 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 get uh drawn into it right away. But I remember my first memories in sports were being thrown into the wrestling club when I was, you know, 6 years old, 5 6 years old and uh we did freestyle wrestling when we were little. And so that was our first exposure to to sports and uh that was something that was big in my dad's life uh, as he went through high school and and he went through some tough times as a as a high school student uh, athlete. And wrestling was one of the sports that really uh, caught him and, and really kept him in line and, and kept him on the right path in life. And so he instilled in us that love for wrestling early on. But then as my older brother began doing football and, and playing other sports, obviously my dad would help coach. He was always involved. And so even before I could play sports, I was always tagging along and, and being in my dad's hip pocket and you know trying to go through the different practices with the, with the kids, even though I wasn't on the team. Um, but that's how you know. That's how I got introduced to sports, and then going through middle school and high school, Valley View had a great um, you know sports program when I was going through, and we had some great uh, coaches. Um, you know, my wrestling coach, Coach Knox, who was a a mentor to me. He's like a second father uh, figure to me. Um, was was instrumental, and, and he was also a football coach of mine. So just getting drawn in, and and once you're in, and you fall in love with the sport, and you've got the right mentors there. Um, help them guide your path we we just uh we ate it up and you know we had some great great people that that uh that helped us with that uh it helps when your dad's a, a coach but you know we had coach Schnabel, coach knox um some some great guys that uh that helped mentor us and and we we just kind of fell in love with it
0: i was just at the 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 idaho chapter of the wrestling uh, national hall of fame induction this last um week and uh some people i know were getting inducted and so some people were talking about coach knox and just just saying some great character things about him so as you're talking about him it brings back those memories because i was coaching at cuna at the time as an assistant when he was the head coach there and so um i i know that uh i want to take just a slight little detour and then i want to hear about where you went to college and, and where you competed there but um, for our listeners but I, when I was in high school and then in college I, I remember going to Roller Magic the old roller rink over there by the freeway in Nampa and your dad uh, he, he owned did he own that is that right yeah so you, he owned that and I remember you and your brothers you guys were amazing skaters as well you didn't say anything about that Matt so tell us a little bit about that
1: well you know it, that's a sport that not many people know about or, or would consider a sport maybe. But, you know, the Olympics, they have ice skating. And so that's the closest thing we could compare it to. But I was a national uh, competitor in, in speed skating on, on, on quads, they call them, the roller skates. And, uh, yeah, when I was six years old, I was the Northwest Regional Champion. And uh, we, we traveled to Indianapolis, Indiana. And I barely remember it because I was so young. But I competed at the national competition there placed fourth in the nation um as a speed skater and then again when i was eight years old i repeated it as a northwest regional champion and we went to lincoln nebraska and that was our family vacation because we really couldn't afford to do anything else but it was a reason to take a family vacation and so yeah i i competed at the national level as a speed skater and having a parent that you know ran a roller skating rink it was awesome the thing that people don't realize is uh that you know Everyone said, "Well, how lucky are you? You get to be a, a roller skater. You can go roller skating whenever you want." And, um, it was fun, and it was it was you know a lot of great memories and great experiences. But it didn't make any money, and that's what people don't understand is, you know, to run a business like that, um, it, it takes a lot. And and my parents scraped by and to, to make that thing work. And we uh, we grew up. We didn't have much. We we were living in a trailer house, and uh, we had three boys living in a two bedroom trailer house. And so it was, it, it, we got by, but you know, we wouldn't know that we were poor, um, because our family, um, had so much love and excitement and fun when we were together. Um, we didn't know we were poor. Um, even though I was wearing my brother's hand-me-down clothes with holes in them, I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't know any different. Um, but that was a, a huge part of our life growing up. And, um, we, we made a lot of friends and, and family members, uh, we consider them family that that either worked at the roller skating rink or, or just went there and spent their Saturday uh, afternoons and evenings there. So huge part of our childhood growing up, for sure.
0: I remember uh, you guys also had like a couple water slides there too, which were – that was always an added bonus to be in there at Roller Magic. And uh, so that was probably fun for you guys. So when when did you uh, – when did the roller skating kind of – when did you kind of – when did that taper off and, and not really – uh, into that as much.
1: So, you know, I mentioned when I was six and eight, we were in the national competitions and then, you know, you hit that 10 year old, 12 year old range and all of a sudden middle school sports start happening. And so we had, you know, middle school football and basketball and wrestling and track, and then you have summer camps that start picking up. And so, um, you know, the roller skating kind of took a back seat for us. And, um, and at the time, the government here in Idaho, uh, was starting to plan this intersection, which we all know what is now the brand new Karcher interchange there, where all the new businesses are, the new Costco and all that over there. I mean, that went literally right over where the roller magic was. And so the business started to struggle even more. And so my dad ended up going back to school, get his teaching certificate, became a teacher and, and a coach. And that's really where it picked up where, you know, we started to spend a lot more time in the sports such as football, basketball, wrestling, track, and, and um, you know, that's also where we started to realize what some of our passions. My older brother Dan and I both are teachers and educators and, and both have our master's degrees in, in education, um, but we, that was right, that was the start of that journey right down, down that road.
0: Well, I bet, you know, being a skater, your, your cardio, your lungs and your legs, that, that probably just spurred you on as a football player and a wrestler and so tell us a little bit about where you went to college and, and and what you competed in there.
1: So I was fortunate, you know, growing up as a roller skater, you, one thing you do is you get strong legs, your your calves, your butt, your your quads, hamstrings, they get a workout. And, and uh, you know, I competed from when I was first able to walk until I was about eight, nine years old. We, that's all we did. So going into high school, you know, um, I was blessed with some speed. And I'll, I'll just be honest, if it wasn't for my speed, I don't know that. You know five ten and a half a hundred and sixty five pounds, you know to play college football, something's got to be different about you and and for me it was my speed and so um, you know yeah, that everything kind of you know happened for a reason so to speak as i as I traveled through and, and that's from gaining great balance wrestling you know to getting some leg strength from speed skating and and it all tied together and, and I had opportunity to play all sports in in high school. Matter of fact, I I lettered in tennis um, as well, which people wouldn't know uh, in high school. But uh, I decided that uh, I wanted to play college football. That was a goal of mine uh, probably about my sophomore year. I I started down that that road. And um, I was planning on going to Boise State. Houston Nutt was the the head coach at the time. And I had a preferred walk-on opportunity there, and he ended up leaving to take the job at Arkansas. And at that moment, I was... I was kind of at a loss. I was heartbroken. I thought that that's where I was supposed to go. That's where I was meant to go. Um, My older brother at the time had already chosen to go and play football and attend college at at McPherson College in Kansas, which is a Brethren school, and uh, that's our church that we grew up going to and attending is the Brethren, the Brethren Church there in Nampa. And so we were, uh, you know, you just knew as soon as I I got over my sorrows of of where I wasn't going to be able to attend at the time. I knew that McPherson College was where I was going to go, and so, um, uh, decided to go there, and, and attended there for two years, and I was fortunate enough to play for an amazing coach, Coach Steve Kayser, who had, uh, coached for the 85 Bears when they won the Super Bowl. He was one of the, the special teams coach, actually. And, um, he was the head coach at McPherson College. We had two very successful seasons there. Um, I was a two time All American wide receiver, and so that helped, um, and then when he decided to leave McPherson College after my sophomore year, uh, he took a job at uh, Wayne State University. I chose to send some film back home to uh, Boise State and Idaho State and U of I and see if there was any interest. And, you know, lo and behold, Coach Hawkins calls me a couple days later and says, we want you to come here. And so I, I attended Boise State for the next couple of years. I uh, was able to fulfill a childhood dream of playing Division One football. Um, again, because of my speed, <laughs> and uh, so that was an awesome thing to be able to accomplish. Uh, after playing for two years there, I had one year of eligibility left, and I had my student teaching left, and if had I had stayed at Boise State, I would have had to wait a whole other year of schooling and before I got into coaching and teaching, and uh, me coming to the grips with the fact that I probably wasn't going to play in the NFL. I decided to go ahead and go back to McPherson College, play a year and, and wrap up my student teaching in, in one semester versus spending a whole year doing it. And so I did that so that I could get right back into uh, what I wanted to do, and that was to become a teacher and a coach.
0: Wow, that's a great story. Uh, well, folks, if you just joined us here on Heart of the Athlete, we're visiting with the head football coach at Homedale High School, Matt Holtree. Wow, so you you were part of the the – the great tradition of a, of a lot of, of, of walk-ons that have come out of the Treasure Valley or other parts of Idaho that have uh, had the opportunity to, to play at Boise State and made an impact. And uh, so w- what, a, what a neat opportunity that was. And uh, uh, what, we, what year did you – what yours was it? Did you play here at Boy State?
1: So I was right in the transition. I was in Coach Cutter's uh, last year as the head coach. And Coach Hawkins became the head coach the following year. And so I was right there. Those two years were the years I was at Boise State.
0: Some great years. Yeah, some great years in the history. Well, Matt, um, that's, that's fascinating. I mean, it's just fun to hear all that. And uh, um, tell us a little bit about how you came to know Christ and how you came to, to give your heart to, to Jesus.
1: I'll try not to get emotional. <laughs> That's in my family. I blame my dad for that. So um, as we talk about this, is it's obviously an important part of my life that um, we don't get to talk about enough, I think, um, in education. But, um, you know, growing up, my, my grandpa was a minister. You know, my dad has always been a, a church board member and, and helped be the director of our church camp, uh, Camp Stover up in New Meadows. Uh, which you know is a huge part of our family tradition, uh, going back from even the 1920s to current. Um, we had we, we, my uncle's a helps minister out at the Beaumont Church in Melba, and so it's just part of our who who we are. And, and growing up, my grandma my grandma Keim, um would always pull me aside at family meals uh, on Sundays and and pull me to the side and always talk to me about ministry. And and you know she always felt that I should be a minister, and that, that, that's the path that I should go down. And for a while there, I thought about it. I thought strongly about it. Um, so much so that when I came back from uh, McPherson College and, and that first summer before I started teaching and coaching, I became the youth minister at the, the, the Brethren Church in Nampa. And uh, I worked with Jim Hardenbrook and, and had a great experience. Um, but as I started to teach and I started to coach, the, the, the thing that, that I felt God always telling me was that you have an opportunity to make such a big difference in, in these kids' lives, um, in, in these schools, in these public schools, to be specific. And um, I felt like that's always just been my calling, is is these kids that, that might not have the opportunity to know God and to go to church, or their family just doesn't choose to go to church on a, on a weekly basis. It was my opportunity to interact with them and to um, to share God's, glory and and his love um with them uh without them attending church and so that's just something that has got that that god's always spoke to me is that you know here's your opportunity on a daily basis to interact with kids and families that don't know me and uh you get to be you get to be my my extension And, and it doesn't have to happen at the church to to take place and so that's always just been something that, that's been heavy on my heart even to this day. Um, you know, the, the scripture that comes to my mind when I, whenever I think about this is, and it's one that I, I share whenever I speak to groups, is, you know, the, the lost sheep. Um, we're, we're more excited and we're more overjoyed with the, with the one that we find, the lost one that we find and we bring back to the herd. And I always feel like in, in a public school setting, there's a lot more lost sheep. And so we get to have that rejoice and that exciting feeling uh, when, we, when we're when we able to bring them to God and bring them closer to God and just to let them see what God is like uh, through who we are and how we interact with them. So that's just been a huge calling for me and um, I'm blessed that I get to live it on a daily basis.
0: Wow, that's... Uh, well, like, it's a great adventure, isn't it? I mean, it, it, to be... Uh, to use coaching and teaching as a ministry. And it sounds like you had several people quite a few people in your life your parents your grandma you mentioned jim and people that encouraged you to to be in the ministry and you chose a very creative way to do that as as being a coach called to coach and uh yeah i know billy graham you know has that famous quote that it talks about that as a coach you we impact more people even in a life in in a year than some people have have impact on that person over the whole lifetime and you're right i mean sports um there's so many great lessons that can be taught in sports but the impact of a coach you know like you said to speak and and to speak the life and truth and the hope of jesus christ is so important and we're so blessed to have you in our public schools so well um that calling to coach uh man so you've been you've been coaching. A long time now how many years total coaching
1: so I, I this is a uh, year 19 I, I spent six years in the Naples school district and and you know we, we went to war there you know we we coach I coached football basketball wrestling and track and it was non-stop for six years and uh, great experience uh, fortunate that the, the Naples school district let me take on as much as they did um, as a coach and so I, I got great experience there and then here in Homedale, this is year 13. So I'm 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 on my 19th year of, of coaching, 13th as the head football coach here at Homedale.
0: Well, and this season, you guys had an incredible start. Um, you guys are currently at the time of the recording. I know you guys are you're five and zero. Oh, you got a game coming up against Parma, and when this airs, it's probably going to be after the Parma game, and then you've got Payette, and then you've got Weezer, and then Homedale. But you guys have had an uh, incredible run here, not just this year, but the last several years. I know um, you guys have had, man, a, a great schedule. You played Caldwell. You had a, a couple uh, Oregon schools in Ontario and Baker City. And boy, you took it to the Oregon schools here, uh, Ontario and Baker City. And then at the Sandpoint game, that's that's a 4A school. Was that here or was that – did you get – so you? and they've been traditionally really tough. And uh, that looked like it might it was a pretty tough game, you know. Although you guys came out on top, and then you guys uh, played McCall this last week, and then, but take us back a little bit. You guys had a unique situation the last few years. You guys made it to the state finals last year, and lost in overtime to Sugar Salem. And I remember coaching at CUNA, coaching wrestling CUNA, and they were kind of a little bit of a nemesis to CUNA as well in wrestling back in the day with their their great wrestling program, but. But take us back to the last couple of years. You guys had some great success and a great, some great positions that you guys have been in with Homedale football. Well, I
1: have to, I have to step back and, and really talk a little bit about, you know, where Homedale football has been um, before I even came out here. And, you know, the reason why I'm here, I think, is because of guys like, uh, you know, you think of Jim McMillan. I mean, growing up, what he did here and the success that he had but even Hoagland and Deward and Bell and, and these guys that have come before that kind of set the, the precedent of how football is to be in Homedale. Uh, I mean, it's like a 70% win percentage expectation-wise. And so the couple of years before I came out here, um, Homedale had only won about 30% of their games for the, the, the three years that they had been in the, three, the 3A because they were 2A before. And so before coming out here, everyone was like, you're crazy. Don't don't do it. My own father told me, "Don't do it. It'll be a career ender for you." <laughs> and you know, I, God to- God talked to me. I, I remember that feeling of there's kids out there, there's families out there that are hurting right now because they they don't have success and they deserve it just like anybody else deserves it. And it was something that I I just felt. And the more people said, "Don't do it. You're crazy." It's not worth it. The more I felt God saying, you need to go help. You need to go out there and make a difference. And, and that's really what pushed me out here. Um, and it didn't hurt the fact that I knew what Homedale had accomplished in the past. As a child growing up, you talk about Homedale, and you knew that the sports were successful out here. And so I knew the potential was there. But it took some time. You know, those first three years, you know, we went three and five one of the years. We went 2-6 one of the years, and I thought to myself, they might be right. But uh, we, we got the ball rolling about 2013. Uh, we finally won the SRV championship. First time we'd, we'd done it in the 3A level uh, was 2013. And since then, we've won 70% of our games. And uh, it, it happened with a community buy-in. The parents and the kids have been awesome. The community support has been awesome. And that led to the last three years of, of making it to the state championship game finally, you know, winning the conference three years in a row, a lot of success. And yeah, it, it, it hurts, you know, getting to the state championship game and, and not being able to finish. Um, it, it has been a lot of uh, frustration and, and disappointment. But, you know, you know, in speaking with you earlier, you, you can focus on that and you can focus on, you know, the fact that you didn't win at all, or you can focus on the fact that, hey, we have three years in a row of making it to the state championship game and to being conference champions three years in a row, and to have that kind of excitement and that, that the fun the fun memories and fun experience all these kids in this community has had, we're blessed and, and we have to remember that and we have to be humble about that. And so, um, that's something that we've come to grips with and we're excited about this year. We're five and zero uh, and we're heading down the same track we've been on the last couple of years. And the kids are excited, community excited. So we really couldn't be asking for much more at this point.
0: You know, as you're talking about that, and as we were talking earlier, you know, of, I, I just sense that joy that you have in, of of being second for three years in a row. And I know, and, and uh, a lot of people make, you know, different comments about that kind of stuff, but being gracious and being thankful about being in a situation, there's a lot of other people, a lot of other teams that would love to be in that situation, and and, and and you could be miser- miserable, right, being second and thinking about that. But but using it, like I sense you are, you know, using it for God's glory. And 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 uh, you know, I was talking with the coach not long ago about you know uh, just you know pursuing all those other things rather than pursuing God. And 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 in the end, those things just you know they crumble. It's like sand in between our fingers. And uh, but having joy and being gracious about that, so I just sense that big time in you, and and what a cool position that you guys are in, so, well, so uh, the rest of the season, I know this SRV over here with Weezer and Homedale, and the rest of them, you know, because and, and, McCall is back in the 3A's, is that right? So, tell tell us a little bit about, uh, we just got a, about a minute or so, but tell us a little bit about the, the rest of the season for you, and what that looks like.
1: Yeah, so we've got we've got uh, Weezer still ahead uh, down the road, and then we've got Fruitland at, at uh, Fruitland at the end of the year. And you know, I mentioned early on in my career, those are teams that that put the boots to us. And so it's it's nice to be able to prepare for them, knowing that you have a chance to win the game. Um, but uh, yeah, we're excited for the uh, the opportunity to, to go and compete and and to win. Um, but I think you, you hit the the nail on the head. You know. We get to do this, and, and the ultimate goal as coaches and mentors is to create successful young men that are going to go into this world and be good husbands and good fathers and good family members. And and so, yes, we want the victories for sure, but there's no victory greater than than seeing a, a young man that you coached eight years, nine years down the road, and they've got a family, and they're getting married, and you know they, they have children of their own, and you see the success that they're having and you hear them repeat some of the things that you <laughs> tried to pound home to them, you know, uh, about being what, what it takes to be a, a winner and to be a champion and, and that's doing the right thing all the time and, and being the right person and, and do unto others as you'd want them to do unto you. And, um, when you see them acting that out, there's no better victory than that for sure.
0: Amen, Matt. Amen. Well, I tell you what, we are blessed to have you in our community here in Southwest Idaho and, you know, we're thankful for your wife and your kids allowing you to not only be a principal but also be a head football coach and uh, and and using your gifts right for your, for God's glory. So, well, Matt, thanks so much for being on Heart of the Athlete today, and uh, uh, sure appreciate your time. And I know you're a busy guy, especially during football season.
1: Well, I, again, I just I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to come and share my story a little bit, and hopefully it can light somebody else's life up a little bit.
0: Well, that's great. Well, folks, we've been visiting today with Matt Holtree, head football coach at Homedale High School. And if you're interested in getting more information about FCA, and I know you've, you've helped out with FCA out here at Homedale, Matt. But if folks, if you're interested, you can go to fcaidaho.org and get more info there. So well, thanks again, Matt. Thank you.